Oh no, there we go. I'm handsome again. Hello team, welcome to another episode of Coffee, Cleans and Calorie and Deficits. I'm Jordan, I'm your host. I am going to talk about goal setting today. So, goal setting. Everybody knows it. We've all done it at some point. Some better than others. We're going to discuss what goes into a goal, what most people get wrong about goals, and how you can avoid getting those goals wrong. How does that sound? Sound good to me? Beautiful. Right, let me take a drink of coffee for those of you that are not watching on YouTube. Okay, goal setting. So goals, yeah, they're things you want to achieve. Oh, and yes, I am in my girlfriend's house coat for those watching on YouTube. It is very comfy. Goal setting is simply saying that you want something, right? It's as simple as we can break it down to. But goal setting is also important for, I guess, becoming a better person because it teaches you structure. And we're going to go through different types of goals, how you might set them up and what to think about when you're setting them up. So first and foremost, let's identify what types of goals you have. There are three main types of goals. You have an outcome goal, which is simply the outcome you're going to achieve at the end of a diet, the end of a strength training set, uh, training program, the end of a running program. We'll just use gym once, for example. If you decide that you want to lose five kilos like me, so I'm going to go from 86 kilograms to 79 kilograms. Okay, that's my outcome goal. That's what I want to achieve from it. Cool, got it. And outcome goals aren't bad. They just happen to be the thing that most people focus on. Once you know them, that's it. You're not dealing with them again. However, the next two types of goals are the ones that you're going to be consistently working on. And that is, uh, well, yeah, I will say behavioral first. Behavioral goals, which is simply the behavior you need to change in order to achieve your result. You need to be... You need to sleep more. You can't. You consistently sleep five hours a night. You know, for fat loss, you must sleep at least seven hours a night, and you know that your hunger is reduced when you sleep more. So you say, right, okay, well, that's one behavior that has to change. And then you have learning slash process goals. These do link in a little bit with behavioral goals, but there's a tiny, tiny difference. And that these process goals are the things that you're going to have to do day to day. Okay, there are the things that you're going to have to do that will change the behavioural stuff. For example, to get seven hours of sleep per night, seven hours of quality sleep, I have to have a good pre-bed routine, which is a process. So you can kind of see how this trickles down. You have your outcome goal at the top, you have your behavioural goal at the bottom, and your learning goal is how you get from wanting to achieve that top goal to changing the behaviors so that you achieve it. So I want to lose five kilograms of body fat. Well, I know that the process is probably going to have to be me learning how to track calories in some way, shape or form or reducing my food intake. I know that I'm going to have to probably be more active and exercise more. I know that I'm going to have to manage social situations, especially now as at time of recording as things open back up in Scotland. There's going to be more opportunities for going out, which of course we want you to enjoy, but we want you to be able to achieve your goals at the same time. 
we want you to feel fitter. So we know that we need to start to train more in a specific way than not just going to spin class. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with spin classes. Well, there's a lot spot wrong with spin classes, but there's nothing wrong with using spin classes for more activity for now. So you can see we've got our three types of goals. Outcome, what you want to achieve, learning slash process, what things you're going to have to learn to change your last one, behavioral habits, and that goes back up into the top. But that's not all there is to goal setting. There's also realistic goal setting. You have to be realistic with things. I had a client, we were just having a discussion, I said, right, we're going on a fat loss journey when we return back to the gym. And they said to me, okay, well, been a hard year and I've put a lot of weight back on. So I'm up at 86 kilograms right now. And I said, okay, cool. How does that make you feel? I was like, not great. I want to be back down at where I was. I want to be back down at 72 kilograms. I said, cool. Now in my head, I know the math. For this, there is a mathematical equation for roughly how much weight you can lose per week and how much and how fast you can lose it. And then you have to take into account that your calories can only go so low because then if you don't eat, you don't have energy, and then you don't have vitamins in your body, and then you're not healthy, so you're basically starving yourself, and then you have to go to work, and then there's more stress. And there's a lot of psychology behind it, but they said to me, okay, I want to go from 86 to 72 in three months. I went, no way. Um, purely because I didn't say no way like that. I was like, right, okay, do you think that's realistic? And what I done was I grabbed my phone, like I'm doing just now, and I went, right, 86 minus 72, that's 14 kilos, so that's three months, so that's 4.7 kilos in a month, cool, 4.7 divided by 4, that's 1.175 kilos in a, in a week, cool, well that's actually, what, 2.7 pounds, so we times that by 3,500, because 3,500 is roughly equivalent to a pound of fat, we say, right, okay, so that's 9,450. That's the deficit he would have to be in a week. And then we go into this number, 1350. That's the daily deficit he would need to be in. Okay? And this client is about is a short male. Very strong. Short male. And when you're shorter, you tend to have a lower... Uh, Fuck, what's that called? RMR, resting metabolic rate. Your cal calories are lower because there's less of you, essentially, up and down the way. And they're not very active, which is fine. But you have to weigh up the pros and cons. And I said, right, okay, maybe we should double that goal. Let's say six months to lose that. Suddenly it becomes a little bit more realistic. So you also have to be very, very clear on what you're going to lose, how fast you're going to lose it, and you need to understand, and this is the important thing, the trade-offs, right? Nobody considers the trade-offs. Yes, you can lose body fat very quickly. I won't deny it, you can. That's probably doable. That would probably necessitate that he intakes around 1,100 calories per day, probably has to do a minimum of an hour of cardio, and I mean walking on the treadmill, I don't mean just walking about, I mean probably walking on the treadmill per day. 
And that sounds like a really shitty life to me. And to him as well, I discussed that with him. I said, well, this is what you need to do. And he was like, no, that's not worth it. And that's the important part, is the trade-offs weren't worth it. So you need to sit down, write out your outcome goal, your learning process goal, your behavioral goal, write out a time frame, and think about the trade-offs. Is it worth being in the deficit and having to miss a night out with your friends after so long of not seeing them? Probably not. But maybe it's worth dropping your calories by an extra 150 each day up until you see them and having the day after planned out in terms of your food is prepped and even though you're hungover, you're trying to minimize calorie intake. So you're going to use calorie controlled uh, sugar-free drinks. That's maybe worth it. That's what people don't really think about when they deal with setting goals and that's what I try to guide my clients to because if you have a concrete clear idea of what you need to do then you will feel so much better going forward you will not feel like a failure when you decide that you don't want to lose the weights quickly and you're going to stick to it that's the important part is that it's it will be sustainable for as long as it needs to be sustainable you know a lot of people are like dieting shouldn't be sustainable it's like no 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 I disagree. I get what they mean, but then people hear that and they're like, okay, I'll go on a fucking rapid fat loss diet and then they crash and burn and they don't see results. Dieting should be equitable to what you're willing to give up. It should be equal to what you're willing to give up. For some people that's more, for some others that's less. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody judge you for that because they're cunts if they judge you. Fuck those guys. Now, the next thing you need to think of is, let me take a sip of coffee. You need to think about barriers. What barriers are in your way? When we discuss anything when it comes to goal setting, we're always so focused on what we're going to do, how we're going to move forward, that we don't think about how things are going to move against us. There's an equal and opposite reaction for everything in the universe. Why would this be any different? If you are a social creature, well, that's an obstacle for you because going on nights out is going to be difficult. If you are a parent of two and you just have to chuck things in the microwave and eat them, well, that's going to be difficult for you to control your calories. But if you're a young, single, 20-something uh, person who has the time and is willing to train six days a week and can prep all their food, it's going to be less of an obstacle. So you have to consider and try to minimise where possible the obstacles. Now, I don't mean that you should just get rid of your kids for six weeks or your partner on one. I'm sure Natasha would love to do that to me. I mean that you have to consider and minimise your obstacles by not only discussing it with the appropriate support systems, don't talk to your three-year-old about how they have to help you and keep um, sweets out of the cupboard for you. Do talk to your partner about it. That's what we do. We try to keep sweets out of the cupboard because we both have a sweet tooth and we are. Well, it's, it's easy for us to compromise and just say we'll just have one or three cal uh, chocolate bars or whatever it might be in the cupboard 
minimize obstacles. All right. When we talk about goal setting, we're always, as I said, looking how we're going to move forward and not how things are going to move against us. So as we bring this to a close, here's what I want you to think about going forward. I want you to think about your goals in terms of these three categories. Three, you can't see it on YouTube. You have your outcome goal, what you're going to achieve at the end of it. You have your learning slash process goals, what's going to need to happen throughout this goal set, this goal achieving experience for you to achieve the goal. And lastly, you have your behavioral goal. What do you need to change or what needs to change in order for you to achieve that goal? From there, you're going to look at what obstacles are in your way. What do you need to do to minimize those obstacles? And lastly, but no less important, what can you do to deal with your name escapes when I got Jordan you get me obstacles trade-offs that's it what trade-offs are you willing to give what are you willing to trade off are you willing to trade off nights out for the next six weeks are you willing to track every calorie are you willing to ask your partner to help you prep meals on Sunday even though they hate it you have to think about that and put some serious thought into it because it's a good chunk of your it's a good chunk of your year that you're dedicating to this and you want to do it properly. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Calorie Cleans, Coffees, Cleans and Calorie Deficits. You can tell this is unedited. And if you need more help, I send out three weekly emails. I'll put the link in the show notes slash YouTube uh, notes. If you'd like to consider working with me one-to-one, the application box is in my Instagram and on my website. If you're interested in small group training, which is a more affordable method of working with me and a community of like-minded women, then hello Ace. Ace is coming to say hello, folks. If you're interested in working with us in the small group, the notes and application form for that will be in the show notes. And have a wonderful week, whatever you're doing. I'll speak to you soon.